Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Welcome back, everyone, to the fourth Aspire Mailbag with my good friend, the COO and co-founder of Teach Better, Jeff Gargas. Is it really? Is this number four, really? It's number four. Like you said that, I was like, four? Yeah, it has been four. <laughs> Loving it. We reached out to our listeners to ask for leadership questions via Twitter, Instagram, and Boxer. And in the past episodes, we've answered five leadership questions. And so we're going to use the same format, probably do something pretty fun at the end with our fifth question just to mix it up, but we have five. A lot of these came from Twitter. Love our Twitter following. And so I'm gonna start off, Mm -hmm. Jeff, if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. The first one's from Justin Belt at Justin underscore writing. And his question is, how do teacher leaders get the right experience to prepare them for advancement? My gut reaction is ask for it. (laughs) I think that goes in the form of of asking for it, but I think also like, you know, you you can kind of like more of a broad, like step up, right? When you have the opportunities, look for those opportunities. I think asking for, I think having a conversation with your leaders and letting them know like, Hey, like I'm interested. Like I, I want to learn. What can I do? Maybe that's in a form of, Hey, can I take you for a cup of coffee one time for lunch break or, or before school or after school, whatever. And like pick your brain. I want to know how you got there and let them know like, Hey, my hands up. I want to go curious. Joshua, you went from being teacher to now building a ministry. Like what was your step there? Like what, how, what did you do in your position as an art teacher to start getting that experience and start getting there? Yeah, definitely was reaching out to my admin team and expressing interest there and saying, you know, what opportunities. But also, I I got this nickname called the office rat. And the reason I got that wonderful name was because I was constantly in the front office asking for opportunities and wanting to be a part of that experience. And because of that, I I gained a amazing mentor who allowed me to really see firsthand what that administrative experience was and then gave me opportunities. So just to piggyback on your answer, Jeff, that's totally what happened was, I mean, if the door is closed and you don't knock, don't expect to get those opportunities. Sure. Yeah. You got to reach out. You got to reach out to someone, right? And find that person, find your mentor that's going to help you go and, and make it known. So if you can't find that on your campus, you got to find it somewhere else. Yeah, reach out to your PLN, right? I mean, reach out to I mean, reach out to someone like Joshua and be like, "Hey, I, I'm trying to learn. What can I do? What can I go? You know, it might take longer to get like to maybe get yourself in position for a job that way because you need to then get into that district possibly or stuff like that. But you never know when you reach out to someone, say, "Hey, I'm interested in moving up," and they're like, "Wow, well, we're looking for something." Or, you know, you know, you never know. So take that chance. Just ask questions, build build connections. I mean, you have the world at your fingertips when it comes to social media right now. So Almost ask. Power of asking is incredible. And I've had people uh, reach out and ask to shadow. They'll come over to the campus and we'll talk and then they just shadow the entire day. And nice. they wouldn't receive that opportunity at their own campus, but because they reached out and of course I want to grow leaders, I say, come on over and see what I do over here. Sure. And then they just follow the entire day. And I've had countless people do that from other districts. So, I mean, again, you got to ask. <laughs> got to ask. Very important to ask. All right. So question number two. This one's from Michelle Papa. And her handle is at mpapaed. And her question is, how can we work through the isolation that sometimes can occur with leadership? Great question, Michelle. Kind of a unique question during the time that we're in right now. Because yeah. I think we're... A lot of us are in even more isolation, but I, I think she's talking in general. And, you know, my, my thought is, is just 
finding ways to take your some of your virtual connections to a more personal connection. So obviously right now we're trying to, you know, if you're practicing social distancing and stuff, that's not, (laughs) you can't quite go that far, but you can take, you know, a Twitter conversation or a Voxer conversation or whatever, take it to a, uh, what I love to call virtual cup of coffee or virtual virtual cup of tea, which is, you know, get on Zoom, get on Skype, get on Google Hangout, take it to a different level. You know, I like Voxer because it kind of takes the social media into now you get the, the tone of someone's voice, right? The, the actual laughter, it's a next step. But I think then from there, the next step really is video. Now you're actually seeing the person, you're seeing the reaction, the, you know, the, the, the smiles and things of that nature. So that's one way to do it. If you are local and we aren't in a, you know, global pandemic, Mm -hmm. then I would say actually like take it you know, offline and, and meet in person and build those connections so that you can continue to, to have that person lean on. I think it all comes sort of tailors back also to, to Justin's question, but it's the same thing of like ask, right? Ask mm-hmm. to take that, to have those conversations and, and build your PLN that's not just virtual, but also if you can take it to, to a different level that way, I think is, is really important. So I'd piggyback on that to conferences also. Um, I know yes, yeah, where we're at right now, like you said, with the social distancing, that's probably not going to occur anytime soon but conferences are a huge step to make those yeah. you know connections that you had you know, on social media to a one-on-one conversation some of my you know greatest friends right now i met them through twitter or instagram or something mm-hmm. on social media met them at a conference and now you know we're voxing you know every other day and yeah. checking in on each other and before you know when i wasn't on social media i did feel isolated and i felt you know like i didn't really have this big community to to talk with and to to gain more understanding about how to become a better leader but social media has completely opened that world yeah. a world i didn't even know existed yeah and it's so cool when you go to a conference you run into someone that you know from social media it's it's not like you're meeting for the first time no it's really cool but the, i love these of the conferences one thing that's really neat about conferences is when you're in a session if you look around all those people have at least one thing in common with you mm-hmm. the one to learn whatever that topic was so right there you already have an icebreaker of did you take anything away? What'd you take away? What'd you think about this? Right? And you can have a conversation. Now that you find out that you're the same role or same subject or you know high school, middle school, whatever, you can start building those connections, and they're out there trying to connect as well. I think another one kind of connected, similar to conferences, is associations. Mm-hmm. Association of middle school teachers or whatever it might be, uh, reaching out and joining those to then be into those other types of events that are similar to conferences, but. Um, smaller or different styles like that but just really just looking for any opportunity you can to to connect and there's a lot of them like you said especially with social media nowadays so oh yeah but i I hope that helps michelle yeah all right let's go to our third question from our good friend tim cavey at teachers on fire and if you haven't checked out his podcast make sure you do that never heard of it (laughs) (laughs) tim will appreciate that (laughs) if you could go back and do one thing differently in your leadership journey what would it be that's a, that is a good question. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I need to think about you're, mine. I probably you're thinking stupid I, things. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that I would do is is give my leaders and my mentors a little more grace. Um, and I think that would have probably helped me realize that some of my mentors were my mentors at the time because I didn't necessarily realize until later. Uh, but I think, you know, a lot of times the person who is your leader in a, in a, in a job is, is also the person who possibly controls your schedule, right? That uh, controls your hours, tells you yes or no, mm-hmm. um, gives you direction, sometimes has to give you corrections. 
And I think a lot of times we can, depending on the situation and everything like that, we can maybe resent them or react negatively or think that they're, yeah, you know, I don't know, think that they're being too harsh or they're too picky or whatever. And I've realized as I've gotten older and, and, and actually been further away from the interaction with the previous leaders, realize everything that I actually took away from them. And then I have a whole different level of appreciation for uh, sort of the, what I would always refer to as, uh, you know, anal retention and like just craziness that this, that someone had that actually helped me become such a better leader back. And I, and I've actually had, the, I'm thinking of one specific, really specific right now who I've actually had conversations with since who I consider a good friend now. And I've literally told him, I'm like, I wish I would have given you more grace because I didn't realize what you were doing for me at the time. Sure. And I didn't like you at first. <laughs> and like, you know, and it's just one of the things of sort of realizing that, hey, like they're dealing with things too. They're probably dealing with a boss of their own, a leader of their own that may or may not, may be good, maybe not. Um, but I think just sort of really giving them a grace and then intentionally trying to pay attention to what they're doing and what they're saying, either with you or with other people, and like really focusing and, and trying to dig further into it and, and just learn more from the people that I was with. So. Mm-hmm. Your point. All right, I gave you time. I gave you some time. What do you got? I think, I think delegation was one thing I was not very good at, especially mm, early that's, on. That's hard. Leadership journey and trying to take on the world to, and I think there was some pride in that too, as far as trying to show what I could do as a leader. But what yep, happened sure. was, was I got burnt out and overwhelmed, and it, I, I feel like the the, the halftime act of the lady with the the plates spinning all the plates on the on the poles and <laughs> trying not to have them fall and in my case it was a lot of plates fell and you know just yeah. learning how to delegate was probably something that looking back I could have done a much better job of and um, released some of that control and and probably done a much better job because of that. Delegating is probably one of the hardest things that any leader has to do. Because uh, a lot of things you look and you're like, oh, well, I'll just do it because it'll get done faster and it'll get done right. And when you put a little bit of time into it to teach someone else to do it and you give them, I'm going to use that word grace again, you give them the grace to know that they're not going to do it as well as you most likely the first 1, 10, 15, 20 times. Yep. If you put that time in when they finally get it to where they're doing it well, you just freed up so much, right? And it's such a cool – one, there's a, there's a sense of pride there. But also, like you've lifted that off of you, and now you're able to, to focus on other things. But it is that's definitely that's got to be one of the hardest things, I think. Yep. Um, and and when you're working with other leaders who are growing up, that's one of the things that you see is like they are struggling with all the time as they become leaders is then delegating down, and uh, that's tough. So it's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Question number four is from at how on history. How do teachers have their voice heard and valued in places where they don't feel it? There's a second question here too. How do they take a larger role within the district while still being in the classroom? I feel like those they, those intertwine very well with each other, right? So how do you get your voice heard? How do you take a bigger role? I, I feel like I, I, I want to kind of echo what we what we said to uh, uh, to Justin in the sense of you got to ask for it, right? You got to ask for it. You got to look for those opportunities in for the first one of like getting your voice heard, like talk to the people that you want to hear you. If you don't feel like they're hearing your ideas or whatever it might be, talk to them about other things to build that relationship with them so that then when you speak to those those either issues or ideas, they're more likely to hear because then now they understand that they're, 
that you're just there, right? And that you're mm-hmm. you're there. Raise your hand, like I said, like step up to if you can look for opportunities to take on roles that are going to allow you to have your voice. So there's a committee or there's you know a task force type thing or whatever. Step up to that so that you can hear yourself. And then I think in your room, the little touch on what she said, while you're still in your your classroom, I think a big piece is mm-hmm. is get your door open, invite people in, yep. invite your administrator, and don't wait for an observation invite them in for it as much as possible. Come down to my room. I want to show you what I'm doing. I want you to tell me what you think. I want you to give me feedback and then accept their feedback because then they're going to know, oh, this is someone I can come talk to. This is someone I can do. She's trying some cool things and she's willing to let me tell her what I think and accept my criticism. They're going to look at you more. They're going to talk to you more. And that's a big piece of leadership skill that I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize is the ability to put yourself out there, get criticism and take it the right way. Um, and I think a good leader will recognize if you have that and see that as a good leadership quality. And I think both of those go together of both growing as a leader, but also just having the ability to have your voice heard, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I would agree 100%. And then as far as the value piece and being heard, I think that's always difficult. I, I'm trying to think back of when I was a teacher. You know, when you were in our classrooms, sometimes when we provide solutions and they aren't used i think sometimes we feel and we take it personal but Mm -hmm. getting out of the classroom and getting those experiences um, as far as an administrator i started to get this global viewpoint and because of that i started to understand that there were other factors that were involved and it wasn't that Mm -hmm. bad idea it was just because those other factors it just wasn't going to um, be the solution (laughs) and so it either wasn't the right solution or it wasn't the right solution right now right like so I want to see if can you spend it. So now that you're in your leadership position as a, a building uh, administrator, what are the things? I think this could be powerful for her. Is what are the things that you, that catch your eye or your ear from your classroom teachers that make you go, "That's an inspiring leader, an inspiring or an inspiring leader." Even if he or she doesn't know it yet, I'm keeping my eye on that one a little more because their voice is being heard. Maybe they don't even realize it. Are there things that that you can think of right now that like jump out at you or catch your attention when you see a teacher doing that? Anyone that's stepping out and doing more than their title is always an indicator. Mm. So when she's talking about value, that is a huge piece of value for an administrator. If someone steps up and does something with their actions that is beyond their role and and is helping the campus and and the greater good, right? That is something to say, okay, they have an initiative, which is a huge piece of being a leader, mm-hmm. to go out, maybe step out of their comfort zone and to apply themselves in a different area and do well in it. And whenever someone does that, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on them because if this continues, obviously I'm going to tap them on the shoulder and say, have you ever thought about being an administrator? And that actually happened yeah. this year um, where I had a young teacher. Uh, I think she's like on her third year. And she's been stepping up. Her She's been providing solutions. She's had a bigger voice. And that's exactly what I did is after that happened multiple times, I pulled her in and said, hey, <laughs> have you ever thought about being an administrator? Mm-hmm. And had a wonderful conversation about you know her potentially getting her master's and actually going down that pathway. Yeah, I think that that's a really cool viewpoint to hear from. So yeah, there you go. I love it. And then as far as the larger role with the district, what you said is perfect. I would also say get on as many committees because you can do everything that you possibly can on a campus. And I actually had this happen where I was doing so much on the campus, but nobody at the district level knew that that was occurring. And it wasn't until I started getting on district committees that that Mm. started to tie in. 
And then we also started, like you said, not only um, inviting them to the classroom, but if you're doing some type of initiative on the campus, invite the district people to see that also. So there were several things that we invited them come to see. When I started doing that, I'll be honest, that was probably the, the step that got me from the classroom to the administrative role. Love it. All right, man, let's do a fun question. These have all been fun. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> let's do something off topic. All right, all right. Yeah, that sounds good. Since so many things are going on in the, in the world, what is mm-hmm. something that our teachers can do, find something fun to do? So like, what is a suggestion you have as far as like binge watching something or listening to a podcast? Just, I was hoping you'd go, let's go to Unwinding. Let's do that one because I think like obviously one really important thing during this time when schools are shutting down is that we need to make sure that we don't say oh good i got a week off or i got three weeks off right you got to focus on your kids make sure that they're not forming gaps right now because they're not getting the learning they should be getting so that's really really important however this is also a really stressful sometimes scary and a little bit of anxiety filled time for everyone right parents students and especially teachers who are trying to put all this together and teach in a way that they haven't been teaching or maybe that's a way that they never even thought about teaching before right uh they're dealing with probably more questions than they ever normally get from from anyone because now they're stakeholders at home whether they want to be or not they have to be involved right all these things so so while that's all really important i hope everyone's focused on that i like the unwinding part because this is also really important like take care of yourself right as a leader make sure your teachers are taking care of themselves uh, as a leader make sure you're taking care of yourself so you can continue to take care of your community so let's do that one Cool. I think uh, I think a, a, a pretty easy one is like I'm not sure. Are you a Netflix guy or are you a Amazon Prime guy? What do you, where do you go normally? Or do you go everywhere? I go everywhere. Gosh, what you like? <laughs> so, so me too. I'm a, I have Netflix, but I also have Prime, so I like going both of those. So, what's are you benching anything right now? Or are you like? Is there something like you're into that you're? Me and my wife are really big into Shit's Creek. It's a comedy. Okay, I hear about. I've heard so much about it, but and I hear awesome things, but I've never watched it yet. Is that Netflix or is that Amazon? Um, it's on Netflix. It's Netflix, okay. Yep. And there are a few. There's a few seasons on there already, isn't there? Oh yeah, and they're not long seasons. I think it's a Canadian production. Well, well yeah, but there's multiple seasons, so you can like binge, binge, oh, yeah. like <laughs> oh, yeah. you can knock out a late night. For sure. That's cool. Awesome. What uh, about you? So that's a good one. I, uh, I'm actually so oddly enough, I, I'm weird. So I actually like to like I rebinge things a lot. Mm-hmm. I kind of like having background noise. So a lot of times, I like having my like something streaming while I'm working. Sure. Or some, I, I, I sometimes I have struggled turning my head off and going to sleep. So I like having something that I can watch that I don't really have to pay attention to. So I rewatch a lot of things a lot of times, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. then I'm I can fall asleep and I don't care because I know how it ends, right? Uh, or if I'm I'm sure there. So right now I'm on Blue Bloods. I'm a huge fan of that show. I love it. This is probably the third or fourth time I went through the entire thing on oh, wow. on Prime. They actually they actually took it off of Netflix, and so now I'm watching on Prime. Like <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, so I'm a big fan of that. I've been doing a lot of, I've been watching more of the Netflix comedies. I've become a, I didn't know I was, but apparently I'm a very, very big John Mulaney fan. Really just really unique, very cool delivery about himself. And it was, this came out, it's probably been out for a year now, but he did Kid Gorgeous at Radio City Music Hall. And it is, it is phenomenal. Um, so I watched, I actually, wa- I rewatched it. I, I watched it a while ago and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I rewatched it on my way to, um, flying out to kansas or something a few weeks back and i watched it again and i'm like oh this is such a good such a good uh once i'm trying to think what else i what is it uh altered carbon i started watching that that's on netflix and then my wife has been watching riverdale which i believe is on amazon maybe 
Netflix. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. You got them all. You, you guys are good. Uh, you have another one? Anything else that you're into? Or you guys, do you guys get on like one and like that's it? That's the world? Or do you like always have a whole bunch going? Yeah, we have several going. Homeland right now. We're, we're watching Homeland, Netflix. okay. Um, so we're okay. that. We're actually been, we've actually been reading also a little bit more. Too. Read, okay. So, what are you reading? So uh, do you read a lot of like fiction? Or yeah, so I'm trying to I'm trying to increase that because I read a lot of educational books, but okay. you know, I need to also get into some like fun fictional mm-hmm. things too. So right now I'm reading The Toll by Neil Schusterman. Hopefully I said that right. Okay. He has a series of three, so it's like Scythe, Thunderhead, and then I'm on the last one, The Toll, and phenomenal okay. books, phenomenal. Books. Yeah. Highly now, do you and your wife read read them at the same time, like so you can compare? Or oh, she she's read it a lot. she read them all. Oh, she's read them all. So you're you're just she'll trying to catch up at this point. Yeah, she'll go through a book in a day, and then she'll be like, See, "Yeah, you should read this." So like, it's it's interesting that you're reading a book that your wife read because the way I'm doing it is I'm like I, I was telling Chad literally like yesterday or the day before I'm like, "Yeah, I've been thinking I'm going to start binge. I got to binge the Lord of the Rings movies because my wife's read the books." <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to binge the Harry Potter movies because my wife likes the books. He's like, you're not going to read the books? I'm like, no, I'm going to watch the movies. So, so it's very different how my mind works, I guess. So yes. uh, I'm I'm all, when it comes to the books, I am honestly, like this is like legit truth. I don't know if I've ever read an entire book that was not business or business, self-help yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I, I remember reading, doing book studies and, or book reports and stuff in school, but I always got the cliff notes. Mm-hmm. Or just read the back cover and then try to BS my way through it. It was just right. like, I just, I don't know why I never, I, I, I still don't. I have a ton of books that I have markers in them. I, I talk about this a lot of like, I, we mentioned this on Teach Better Talk sometimes, but like I read books as references all the time. Hmm. So I have a lot that I'm, I've like gone through. And then like when I need a little bit of this, I'll go to that, that book because I know I'm going to get something like this. So I go somewhere else and, and I'll reread books just to like get that little bit of dose and then I'm done. Which is also interesting because I also do, I was thinking, I do similar thing when it comes to binge watching things and this will probably drive people nuts. Like I will literally watch, like there's seven seasons. I'll get to season six and I'll be like, I'll love the series. Like and I'll be like, this is a great series. But I'm going to go watch something else right now in the mix of like middle of season six of seven on Netflix. Yeah. And then like four months later, I'm like, oh, I should finish that. But uh, I, I do, I want to kind of reiterate the whole, like we're, we're having some fun with this. That was a good question. But like, this is kind of a crazy time mm-hmm. and your focus definitely needs to be on your community, on your students and on the teachers as leaders. But but make sure you're taking care of yourself as well. It's super, super important right now because it is a little crazy. It's a little scary at times and there's a lot of stress. So, well, I think that's a good segue for our last announcement from the Teach Better team. You all are doing some Facebook Lives each morning and then I know you're also offering some online support for these difficult times. So what is that all about? Yeah, so actually, um, Chad and Ray and I were actually together this weekend. Uh, you know, Ray's in Illinois and we're in Ohio, so we don't typically get to spend you know time in the same room. We actually got to spend some time today or this past weekend together, and a lot of planning and back and forth of how do we shift things to so that we can keep doing the things that we've always done to try and support teachers, but also be a little more specific. So you know, we're still doing things like you know, we still have you know, we have four blog posts that go out every week, but we're shifting shifting our schedule and stuff to bring some very specific ones on that are amazing guest bloggers and our team are coming together that are right that are very specific for things that are pain points right now right uh virtual learning e-learning supporting that communication deal there's some stuff with self uh self-care and stuff like that so we're doing that we are still doing we still have a free pd series going on in our our uh, facebook group right now 
uh, which is actually all about teaching on an island. So uh, I, forget, I forget who it was. It was Michelle that asked about the isolation. Yeah. So this teaching on an island, right, feeling like you're alone. We're in a series. I think we've done two of them. We have like three left. So that's still going on. And then also now in that group, uh, we are doing every – we started that this morning. Chad and I were live. Uh, every day, Monday through Friday, we are going live at 8 a.m. Eastern time in that group with just just to be there. So it's a time for people to jump in, ask questions, communicate, talk to each other. We are going to be bringing some people in that have some specific skill sets and expertise that we think can help in this time um, and talking with them. But we're really just there to try and listen to the audience and everyone in, who needs help and trying to create whatever we can. Uh, and so that's all over. If you search Teach Better Team on Facebook, you'll see our page, but then you'll see the group. You can get into it. We've got like 3,500, I think, educators from all over the world in there. It's a great place to network normally, but then we're doing this stuff. And then uh, we're also taking – so we're taking all of those videos. Those videos will then be put on our Facebook page, put on our YouTube channel, and then actually we are releasing the audio of those for uh, as an additional bonus episode for Teach Better Talk. So like right now we are going to continue to release our two – interviews that we do every week for teach better talk but we're also going to release monday through friday uh five more five bonus episodes for the next i don't know how many weeks we'll see how long we continue to do it um we also just released uh, just this afternoon and finished it and got it out right away a new free online course over at teachbetteracademy.com uh, led by ray hewart and it's just all about supporting a virtual classroom so it's a lot of just best practices to keep in mind some ways to assess better uh she talks through some tools um, that you can use and some ideas and ways that you can use and stuff. It's a really great course. We're going to use all of this to try and listen more and more, continue to create other things. We have, a lot of, we have some other free downloads and things like that that we are in, in the works of. So we're really, I feel like I'm going on and on, but that's because we are really just focused on how can we possibly, how can we do this, right? Yeah. Um, there's some amazing education companies out there right now giving off you know, free licensing for their, their apps and their software and stuff like that that you can utilize. And we're like, okay, how do we how do we get in there? How do we support them that same way too? And our best way to do that is create as much content as we can, bring people together as much as we can. So we're going to keep keep doing that. So appreciate you bringing that up. Of course. Definitely go to teachbetter.com for those resources. And then if you have any leadership questions, please make sure that you send those to Jeff or myself yeah. so we can continue to support you and help you grow as an aspiring leader. Jeff, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. Thanks for keep having me on here, man. I appreciate it. I must not be messing it up too bad. So that's good. <laughs> not at all. You're awesome. Man. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's awesome. Keep the questions coming. These are some good questions. I love the ones where you and I are like, wait a minute, I need a minute. Like we're getting thoughtful and I'm really enjoying them. I hope they're bringing value to everyone.